everyone, and welcome to the Galactic Podcast. I am Lauren Romo. With me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Yo, yo, yo. Right, sons. What's going on? Oh, wow. I've been hype all since Wednesday. I mean, I've been hype. This, this, being a Star Wars fan right now is amazing. Some good stuff. <laughs> We've been getting some good stuff, kids. <laughs> Not just Mando. Bad Batch, which is obviously what we're going to talk about today. But yeah, this is a post Mando and Bad Batch releases on Wednesday. We're recording on Thursday because we were so excited to talk about Bad Batch. <laughs> we didn't want to wait because there's so much to talk about these last two episodes. So we are here going to do our darn thing and talk about it but as always before we do that if this is your first time listening to us welcome we are star wars podcast to discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far far away in each episode we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them topics could be movies tv series books comics a specific character you name it and of course we talk about it all right Ange. wow bad wow. batch wow <laughs> Bad Batch. Bad Batch, Bad Batch. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, Bad Batch has shown up the Mandalorian, I think. Ooh. Pin that for Sunday before we come back to Mando. <laughs> I'm that serious. But I I, 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 I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but we, we, that's a good pin for Sunday. We'll pin that in for Sunday. But yeah, we're here. Bad Batch episodes 11 and 12 uh, uh episode 11 was metamorphosis directors by brad rao and saul ruiz again writers dave filoni and jennifer corbett as well and then episode 12 which was the outpost again directors brad rao and then nathaniel villanueva writers as always dave filoni and jennifer corbett jennifer corbett just crushing it yeah yeah how about the women i mean again not to go on mando but rachel morrison directed episode two of season three right on chapter 18 of mando and it was pretty pretty good pretty good <laughs> we'll talk about that uh on another date in time but yeah we're here bad batch kids as always uh, a lot of thoughts lots to talk about in these last two episodes so Ange, as always i want to get your overall thoughts opinions on the episodes overall and then we'll deep dive into the episodes talk about them do our thing so first go ahead give me your thoughts opinions highs lows of these last two episodes what you got highs highs really um so my dog is making noise just so everybody June's got knows. thoughts. June's got June thoughts on Bad Batch. loved the Bad Batch, you know? Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. So let's talk about going into episode 11, right? We just came out of that blah episode where, um, you know, they're off kind of doing side missions. It doesn't feel like it fits the big narrative of the Star Wars. It's just kind of like blah. And, you know, we don't like saying filler We've definitely defended a lot of episodes this season that people have said are, are filler, and we just did not believe that they were whatsoever. 
But so going into 11, I was a little frustrated. I was kind of like, you know, maybe, 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 maybe that one was filler. Maybe it was. I mean, so, nine was good. We talked about that nine was in, great. Our, in our previous recap. Yeah, nine was great. Nine was great. A 10 was okay. I, I think we both had overall positive stuff to talk about. But go ahead. I know. Coming off of that, though. Wow. Wow, wow. So go ahead. What do you got? So, um, man, 11 and 12. I mean, just talk about making animation dark, heavy, um, suspenseful, just uh, theatrical, like tone, tone, tone. just so good. So good. Lauren, I'm telling you. So, oh, like, good. I okay, I watched Bad Bitch, uh, Metamorphosis, episode 11. I did watch it before I watched the Mando premiere. And the reason for that was because there were people still home getting ready for work and they wanted to watch Mando later. So, I was like, I was home that day. I was so I started just watching the Bad Bitch before anything else, just thinking, I'm gonna get this over with, clear, cleanse my palate after that, then watch some Mando. And that episode was slamming, like, right from the beginning. The opening, that ship coming out, and it's all, like, destructed. And and the then the freaking clone commando <laughs> running in. And the alien feels. Like, it was wild. It was so good. And then the next week, I watched Mando first. And then I watched uh, The Outpost second. And that was heavy. I mean, it was really heavy. So much... That later in the day, my thoughts were more centered around that instead of centered around what was going on with Mando and Bo-Katan and, and Grogu. But um, luckily, I watched Star Wars Explained last night and they kind of cleansed my palate of the Bad Batch and I was more into Mando. Which Alex but, and Molly are very good at doing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was a long it was a long stream. It was great. I was I was there. I was Love I mean, it. I was like watching it. I was yeah. there. But I mean, crosshair shooting that that Imperial, it was. We'll it was talk wild. about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it. Both of those episodes were solid. I mean, again, you and I have talked about the bigger narrative within Bad Batch, right? Because the last few weeks we've gotten sprinkles of some good stuff for sure. But you and I have talked about, okay, when are we getting back to the cloning stuff? When are we getting back to, you know, where where they took Nalise and all, like, when are we getting back to that stuff? And we are now. <laughs> we are officially back on that train. Especially these last, the last two episodes. Well, I mean, especially episode 11. But the outpost, again, like you said, that's big stuff for Crosshair, which we'll talk about. But it, we wanted, again, you and I have been waiting and they delivered animation wise. Like you said, the tone was different, it was darker, a little heavier. Just the, the overall character development was great. It just felt theatrical than, I think, just your regular old, you know, 
25, 30 minutes of Bad Batch doing uh, a mission for Sid, right? Which, which they, which, which they do, and they addressed. I like. Yeah, that. and we'll talk. And yeah, and we're going to talk about that because I think that's a major thing. Because I think you, especially you, well, you and I have talked about that, but especially I know you have been on the we need to stop that train of doing missions for Sid. But yeah, overall loved it. I I I still don't know, and maybe we could talk 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 about this at the end end. But like, where we go from here is still kind of a big mystery, and I'm and I like that. I really do. Like we, I I think maybe I like it too. Yeah, like maybe we have an idea, but then like, I don't know, man. The season's been kind of surprising in in good ways, so I'm excited to see. And okay, we'll talk about that later on. But let's start with Metamorphosis. Wow. To bring in a little, you know, well, a, a thread from Clone Wars that just felt like one and done. Boy, did they bring that back in a big way. Huge way. Was not expecting that. I, I, I mean, really, that was not expecting to get a Zillow Beast in Bad Batch, but here we are talking about Zillow Beast again. And it makes so much sense, right? Like a Zillow baby, too. Yeah. Well, then turn into Zillow, you know, big, big boy <laughs> for sure. But it's so cool because, again, it makes so much sense, right? Like we know they're cloning. We know that back in Clone Wars, Palpatine and even Tech was talking about it. This the order about this whole Zillow Beast stuff cloning came before he was even Chancellor. So like this has been again the mastermind of Palpatine. This has been in the works for a long, long time. And what they needed was the Camino facilities. And that's why they did what they did to Camino. So it all makes sense. And now we kind of understand what, you know what they want to do or what the purpose is because we kind of got in clone wars, but now it's, you know, they're, they're cloning these, these Zillow beasts. And we know that, you know, Palpatine wanted the, the indestructible kind of outer shells of these creatures to be somehow, you know, obviously used for this grand army. So, Again, just it's just a small. It was like what two episodes of the Zillow Beast that we had in Clone Wars, and it was just like oh, okay, I guess we're never revisiting that after like how many seasons, and then they bring it back in Bad Batch, and it was just like oh okay, I see what you did, Dave Filoni, Jennifer Corbett, you guys are pretty smart. So, Ange, I'll start with you. Zillow Beast, were you surprised, shocked? What was your like initial? thoughts reactions and did you know that was a zillow beast to start when we first saw it when we first saw it on the ship um yeah i was like that kind of looks like a zillow beast and to be honest i did see the thumbnail that the banner that disney plus had up of the zillow beast of like the new bad Bad Uh, Wednesdays, and i was like what so i did see that so I was like in full anticipation that this was um, Zillow Beast episode. 
I missed but, that. Thank God. <laughs> I, you know what? This is like the second time Disney Plus has like kind of done a spoiler. Like them, t- I mean, them talking about the Mythosaur in the recap of this yeah, week's Mando. I, I'm, I'm skipping the recaps now. Come I think on, that's bro. What Mando, I think that's, but Mando has done that before too. Not to get us yeah. out there. They, they, they do do that. But okay, go ahead. Anyway, so Zillow Beast. It was awesome. I mean, it was so horror-esque. Like, you see that clone commando, like, running. He's, like, frantically tapping that electro thing, you know. And then and it's like, wait a second. Is that a clone commando? That, it's a, what? And then it, it was just, like, so intense. And then the shot of him, like, looking up. And there it was. It was so, like, alien. It was unbelievably awesome great horror vibes yeah great horror great vibes. horror vibes and then like later when you see the zillow beast with the batch and there's like that slime and then you know the noises and then the tail is rotating like all of that stuff was so awesome like it was like a, obviously a nod to alien let's just be honest like that's that's what it was and it was it was done perfectly it was so great and then, like, I've been talking about this since the beginning of season two, is I want to know what happened with Lama Say and what what are they doing with her and in the Imperial cloning facilities and, and like, what's going on with that? And, and to see that all, like, transpire in this Dr. Hemlock guy, like, another great Imperial villain that we have on our list again. And it was just, it was, it was so my god it was so good and then just the way like it transpired like a lot happened in this tiny tiny episode i mean to go all the way back towards the end where then they have nalase and he brings up omega i mean it's just huge the episode was huge and it moved the story along perfectly and showed showed that you can have the bad batch doing missions and still move the story along at the same time you know yeah, Nala Say. So Nala Say is the one that is a Kaminoan uh, scientist. Nala Say is the prime minister, right? And Lama Say is the scientist. Is that, see, I thought, was it, the, is it the, that way or the other way around? I have I it as know. Nala Say. But anyway, those Kaminoans. <laughs> the scientist one. The one that was with Omega. Yeah, I, I, I liked when we first get introduced to her through hemlock i find it interesting that she was almost scared because of what she knew the end game of what palpatine wanted to do with what they were doing with the zillow beast and this cloning so i found that interesting i found like that that sentence was very loaded and i even wrote yeah, it, it down where yeah, she said i know what emperor palpatine seeks and the emperor's purpose and it's like is it just the zillow beast or is it well it's what, gotta I mean, be more it's more it's right? Be more, right it's eternal it life it's cloning force wielding beings it's it's all of that stuff right so is she privy to those wants and needs too or is she just knowing that it's the zillow beast thing so it was such a loaded statement it was great yeah i i took it for me for that conversation that she yeah she knows what his end game was was either again eternal you know 
living or cloning, right? But I feel like why? What's the purpose of cloning a Zillow beast, like for eternal, like you know, for his eternal living, or however you want to say it? I feel like a major reason was because of the indestructible nature of the of the beast itself. Somehow he wanted to replicate that in some way. Yeah, they're plating, yeah. So, but what for, though? Like, for himself, as far as, like, injecting it into his, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or is he just cloning it to, again, replicate the, the, the outer shell of it and using it as armor for the, you know, new stormtroopers? That didn't happen. Right. So like what yeah with the Sith troopers either just right so like what yeah so what what's the purpose of cloning the Zillow beast you know like I mean yeah beyond the indestructible nature of their of their armor or you know of their of their outer shell and all that like why we really don't know right we we know he wanted to clone them from Clone Wars and we knew it had to be because of their indestructible whatever. But beyond that, though, I feel like there's more, right? There's got to be more reasoning behind wanting to clone them. And do we know, like, did each ship have all Zillow Beasts? Or was it just, right? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I mean, especially at the end of, just to, like, jump ahead and go to the end of the outpost where you find out, like, where Crosshair is. I think they have tons of different experiments that are going on right now. No, that makes a lot of sense. We'll talk about that for sure. But yeah, I it's going to be interesting to see how this all ties in, right? Because the nature of what they're cloning, the research that obviously, again, either Nalase or Lamasu, whoever, was it's not doing. You're right. Is it Nalase? Okay. Yeah. So what Nalase was doing, and again, her saying that, like, she knows what Palpatine really wants, and it basically scares her. Like, she didn't want to do it anymore. You know? So. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know if she didn't want to do it anymore, because her reason around it was she's not motivated to work since the destruction of her civilization. So if if Palpatine and the Imperials didn't, you know, like completely annihilate Camino. Would she still have been like, sure, I'll, I'll uh, see what That's I can do with point. the Zillow Beast? I mean, because that that was her reasoning around it. I'm not vo- motivated since the destruction of my civilization. So, so no, that's a good point because obviously she she probably knew what the research was before Camino was destroyed. I would I would think right. I mean, obviously, one could surmise. So yeah, I mean maybe yeah, maybe Yeah, because remember right. when they get onto that ship, Omega recognizes some of that tech and recognizes that right. it was stuff that she wasn't involved in. Wasn't and privy that, to, yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. Nalase kept from her. So I feel like if they wouldn't have, you know, knocked out Camino, that you know, Nalase would have been on the Imperial side or at least trying to make some money off of assisting them with this research. I don't think she's as innocent of a like figure as I mean I, I mean I just don't. I don't know if you feel like she is or she's a good Kaminoan. Hard I to just, tell. Hard to yeah. tell, right? Yeah. 
I mean, she has a heart for Omega for some reason. But is it because she's trying to compensate for what she's been doing? And maybe she feels like with Omega, she's kind of redeeming herself in a way. It will be really interesting to see what happens if Hemlock and uh, the Empire does get to Omega. What is going to be Nalase's reaction to that? Right. And again, I'm glad you brought that up. Again, Hemlock, interesting character, interesting baddie. Interesting baddie. I'm, I'm, love it. Love I'm, it. Yeah, he's good. Like I, I'm, I'm very. He has that glove on. Like, is that? Yeah, is that? Is deal? Is it press? Yeah, is it cybernetic? Is it press, what is yeah. it? What is that? I'm interested to find out. Yeah, he's. I mean, we went from Rampart to this guy, so, you know, and then, for him to. Knowing from the prime minister that the way to get Nalase to cooperate is through Omega. So now this puts the whole obviously team in danger, puts her in danger. So again, add stakes now, right? This is big stakes. Like now we're in the okay, this is this is big time now. This is where we need to, you know, start watching watching their backs because now the empire's after them they're gonna be on the radar as much yeah. as hunter didn't want to it, it that's over now you know right i mean not only because you know lama soon named omega but also because they were there when the zillow beast was going down in that village so and hemlock even said like he wants to know like who was a witness everybody was who was a witness to it so everybody want to know what yeah. the other carrier was so all all points are going to the bad batch and to omega yeah and and that's interesting that you, again to to think about the empire going into that village and like rounding everybody up like that's crazy that's messed up is it's what cold it is blooded. It's messed up. It is. I know. Because what did they do? We don't know what they did to them, but clearly they're not going to be seen now. R.I.P. to that entire village. Because of, you know, the Empire. And not wanting them to know. I thought they would be like, out, you know, Imperial occupation in that area. They were going to make sure everybody keeps their mouth shut, you know, no, blah, just, blah, blah. And then they're like, nope, we're taking you. What? What? Where are they everybody. Everybody, Where not just the men, them? but the women and children too. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, ooh. again, I love how they show that side of the empire, especially in animation. I mean, we don't get to go that dark sometimes with animation. Man, these last two went dark, dark, super dark, and I like it. I mean, sometimes it. You know, again, it's fun, you know, it's fun to do the riot, you know, the riot pod racing and all that stuff. That's fun. But this stuff is super, again, heavy lore, heavy, like, implications with these last two episodes. Especially, I think, with the Zillow Beast. You know, and I just, yeah. One thing, though, I really want to bring up and talk about is Sid. Because I am glad they acknowledge what was going on with her and the crew now 
right? Because you, we both have, but you especially have been, before I was like, team, okay, Sid, we need to go. You've been on that for a while. So for them to, you know, kind of basically tell Sid, you know, shove it almost like. Yeah, like if we come back, who says we're coming back? I love that. And I love Hunter that he did that, though, too, because he's the one you and I have talked about that talked about that. He's the one that really needs to. Say, OK, yeah, we're cutting it off because everybody else follows him, right? He's the leader. And now he is at the point where he's fed up with it, as he should be. As they all should be, you know? And it was nice to see that, and it was nice to see the ending as well, too, where they see what the Empire is doing, and that he says, and they see what they're doing at this cloning facility, and he says, send that data over to Rex and Echo. Like, finally, Hunter is seeing it. Finally. Yeah. And and you and I talked, I mean, he was the one that had to kind of break, right? For them to kind of focus now. And now they do. Now they have a focus, I think. Because now they see what the Empire is doing behind closed doors. And now they have to really, like, take a look into it. And it was a great little, obviously, we get, like you said, we got the mention of Rex and Echo. So we'll we'll probably be seeing them again, I would hope and assume. And even Omega got a little, like, I think she gave a little, like, a little smirk that when she heard those guys' names. Yeah, I agree. I think she got like she got excited, like, okay, now we're finally doing what we should be doing, I feel like. You know, like we are gonna be helping others in a bigger way. So it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be fascinating. But yeah, I'm I'm glad they acknowledged the whole Sid thing. And I'm glad they finally were like no, we, I think we're done with her now. And, and then even with, you know, her trying to say, I'll give you 30%. I love tech was like, that's what you give us anyway. It's standard. Yeah. And then she's like 35. And then if you look at Wrecker in those, in that whole scene, it's really funny. Cause like he gets like a big smile when she goes up, but then everybody looks like, doesn't say anything. So then he like <laughs> changes his, uh, his facial expression to match theirs. But even Omeka was like, Sid, what the heck? <laughs> like she was kind of mad. Like it, it it they she left them. And now I think again they're seeing that maybe she can't be trusted finally. So I'm interested to see where this goes though too with her. Yeah, I found it what really interesting. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I found it interesting when Tech was like that how they need to be strategic about leaving. I never even thought that like took into consideration that Sid knows things about them and that she could use that information to like get back at them or, you know, make it, make some money off of them. So to me, like they've done so much for Sid. I would think that if they stopped running games for her and stopped running missions for her, that she would just kind of be like, okay, fine. They're gone. But to think like, no, she could actually be like a part of their demise is very interesting. I mean, to piggyback off of that, because I, I, I think you're you're definitely onto something. What if that's a, that is how they find Bad Batch and Omega, the Empire, 
is because somehow they trace it back to Sid. And she's the one that gives him up. I mean, she is Trandoshan. I would hope that, I hope that's not the case, but what do you think? Do you think that could? I mean, that makes sense. Happen? That's like where we they would go next, right? Because, I mean, they didn't really keep the lowest of the lowest profiles, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to see where that storyline goes now, though, too, because I feel like it is getting to the we're parting ways for sure. But it's finally a group consensus, don't you? You know, it's finally, I think everybody's on the same page on that regard with, the you know, with Wrecker, Tech, Hunter, Omega. They all believe they need to, like, step away from her for sure, you know. So, yeah, I... Final thoughts, Ange, uh, on this episode. Anything you want to bring up? Anything we didn't touch on? What you got? Uh, I mean, the episode just as a whole was like amazing. I mean, the opening sequence with the the clone commandos, the middle sequence with the ship and like the claw marks and the goop and um, the seeing the Zillow beast like feeding on the energy gulping up like a a a, a, a being a, a commando or, or a clone or whatever and then just to see like as it was feeding it was growing it was just it was just great to watch it was great animation great storytelling great development it was just unbelievably awesome right because the only way we knew the zillow beast was at full full strength right yeah yeah so to see it in this um, other stage was was pretty awesome. I, and it was creepy. It was creepy. Like when they were trying to track it like through the woods and just the way that it was moving, it was it was completely creepy. It, it was great. And yeah, to and then just to show the wickedness of the empire at the end um rounding up that village, who knows what they're going to do with it. And then now they're gonna be hunting down omega like it just it, it it's coming together and it a lot of the the payoff that we wanted in the beginning of the season is starting to happen yeah the stakes are raised the stakes are being raised the stakes are higher now and i mean i yeah i, I think we get to a point where they actually have to save her or something i think would make sense to end the to end the season, but you t you touched on it earlier, and obviously, we find out at the end of the outpost that Crosshair is taken to Tantus is where the lab is at. That's the planet. We believe he is he was taken there because that's where he saw the research kind of scientists that we have seen before on that planet. So this, we finally got a whole, another Crosshair episode. This is like, what, the second, I mean, I know this is the second episode we've had with him. That's all we've gotten so far. Yeah. It's two episodes. And you know what? In those two episodes, in this one single episode, it has changed my perspective on what I want to happen with Crosshair. Well, tease. Well, let's pin that. Pin that for for that talk, because I, I want to hear. I want to. I definitely want to hear that. So, circle pin it. But what was your um? 
overall thoughts on this episode in particular. Because not a lot of action, but wow, wow, wow. Deep character stuff. Deep themes for Crosshair to think about. Just, a, again, very similar to his previous episode, too, which had a little more action, but this was super deep stuff. You know, g- new characters that we got, you know, Mayday. again. Yeah, R.I.P. Mayday, R.I.P. Beach, R.I.P. Hex. Uh, Lieutenant Nolan, uh, bye. Yeah. Bye. Jerk. That guy sucked. Jerk. So from the minute he was yeah. on the screen, right? Oh, you could 100%. just tell he was like weaselly imperial, like not one of those that you're kind of like, yeah, I can kind of get that. But no, just like, no, I don't like you. Shut he up. He hated clones. He didn't like Ugh. respect them at all. He might as well have been, uh, what's his name? Krell. <laughs> That's deep cut Clone Wars, Pon Krell. <laughs> That's good. I mean, honestly, that was the mentality that both of them had, right? That clones aren't aren't beings aren't anything yeah, yeah right yeah oh, yeah boy. He, he he was an interesting character and he deserved what he got for sure and we'll talk about that but what did you think Ange, in this episode overall with crosshair his development i know you kind of teased it just a minute ago but what has changed for you what in this episode really made you go oh okay Well, one, it's just Crosshair doing missions, right? Just kind of hanging around, doing missions. It doesn't seem like he has this, like, want or need to, like, find Clone Force 99 and and get back at them, right? He's just like, I'm here. I do missions. So, it's interesting that just the development of him throughout the episode, like, he you know, gives Mayday his his crosshair name, not his CT number. You know, um, when he asks, like, what happened to, to your team, like he says, like, they're gone, right? So it wasn't like he has, like, this, um, like, res- he has a resentment towards them, but it's not, like, something he wants to show first, right? He's just going to continue to be a soldier. And, and then to, like, then to see like he's kind of like cracking as well too right so like when he has that scope on for those raiders and then an explosion happens like you kind of see him like kind of like get like frazzled and you never really see crosshair like that and and you can tell like he's just not bought into whatever they're doing there and then the the mine happens you know it's just like crosshair's going through like these very human moments where he's making mistakes and you just don't expect to see them. And then to get into the um, the conversation about the dead weight. And Mayday says, I'm not going to make sure I don't I don't go on your watch, right? And then to see him towards the end actually bring Mayday all the way back as dead weight. It was just like, wow, what's going on here? And that one shot where they're in the snow and they're like huddled up together. It was like... it had like emotion behind it it was it was a touching scene it it was heavy um it was just unbelievable and then i know i'm like going through the episode like really fast but and honestly lauren 
when that Nolan guy was like, he's a clone or whatever he, he said to Crosshair. He served his purpose and all that he stuff. He served yeah. his purpose and you're the same, blah, 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 whatever. So I'm thinking, is he going to shoot him? And I was like, he ain't going to shoot him. There's no way. There's no way Crosshair is going to shoot that Imperial officer because one, Crosshair is a good soldier that follows orders and that's just something you do not do. Two, this is a freaking animation show, and I know I talk about how animation can be adult and mature, but there's no way they're just going to flat out shoot an Imperial officer in the middle of an animation show. And then, boom, he gets shot. And I was like, oh! I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. It was big. It was huge. It's a, a big moment for Crosshair. For all the reasons you talked about. You know, just the growth from the beginning to the end of this episode. I mean, just think about how he was before he left with Nolan to that outpost. He saw, you know, the, the clones getting mistreated, right? He saw those clones being brought and saying, you know, that lady kind of leading them saying, hey, this is, you're being retired, blah, blah, blah. And then telling her like, listen, what, we're soldiers. What are you talking about? And she's like, all your questions can be answered. Like, again, he's just, he, he, he was finally seeing that. But then spending that time with Mayday, like you talked about, Mayday just kind of dropping little things on him too. Like, you know, yeah, I was a good soldier. I followed orders, but what was it for? I think that, that little, like, phrase that Mayday told really stuck to Crosshair. And I think that's a big reason why he did what he did at the end. Because for all he for all of his good soldiers follow orders, right? Where has it led him? It led him to a snowy snowy planet, bringing a a, a brother back to save him, and then the Empire saying we don't want to waste our resources. Yeah, and not only that, like, even coming up to that moment where Mady's walking him through and he was like, oh, we get hit by raiders. And he was like, well, what about your sensors? Why doesn't that catch them? And he's like, they're bad. And we put in requests for new ones and they're not going to send them to us. And it's, it's hope, I think it's getting through to Crosshair that the Empire is, is not for, one, anyone. And especially not for clones, not in supporting clones or using them as assets anymore. You know, they don't value them like whatsoever. And that was like the message that got sealed into Crosshair in this episode. It was great. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a big journey for him. And again, for him to shoot that lieutenant. Wow. In front of, you know, not like sneakily, not like just flat out. Wow. <laughs> like, that, it was crazy. It's a big moment. It's a big moment. It's a big moment for Crosshair. And I think he obviously has changed. And I think redemption is definitely on the, on the ballot for him. And maybe even a sacrificial one, too. Honestly, and I would be very okay with that if that's the case. I'd be very okay with that. What do you I mean? So, you talked about it earlier. What what has changed for you? And what do you, yeah? What do you think? What do you got? 
right before I was always like, he should stay a villain, right? He should always be like the nemesis to the bad batch. Like he comes up every once in a while and they have to get around him, right? He he's a he's a noble or he's a worthy uh enemy to them. I, I would like to keep that dynamic. But to think that he can come to the realization through his own events and not being convinced by anyone from Clone Force 99 of what's going on is, is number one, to be honest, the way you learn anything, right? Someone can tell you to stop doing something until they're blue in the face and until you realize that you need to stop doing it. That's how the connection works. So it would be great that someone could get redeemed and then continue to, to live and, and, not just atone, but to be a part of a group again and to be able to see that dynamic of like what you do after forgiveness, right? Yeah, I it it would you and I have talked about that before about atonement for characters and letting them be atoned for things that they have done in the past. And this would be that would be an interesting I would I would not hate that idea at all. So now to see like Crosshair come to those realizations, like yeah, let's let let's have this play out. Like let's not keep him a villain if he's starting to to receive new information and make better decisions. Then I can, I'm not saying shooting an Imperial off, officer is a good decision, right, but right, right. let's be honest, it's it's probably it's, it's a breaking point, right? And and that's what needed to happen. So it was such a heavy episode like i said i like to watch it with mando and then to continue the day and that's what weighed heavily on my mind it just shows how impactful this show is is to the overall star wars galaxy to 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 star wars in general it's just like huge big moments big moments in a show that i think not a lot of people are talking about enough you know, because obviously you and I do recaps of it. We know a lot of our fellow podcasters talk about this show a lot, too. But the general, maybe casual Star Wars fan. I, I, we, need, we need those people. We need it to be like Rebels, where people, even general fans, jump down the train eventually. And I think that will happen. I really do. Because they're telling some really good stories. Yeah, and the stories that they're telling is impacting other stories that people already know about, right? So when you just told the Clone Wars sh show stories, it was like these little missions like in between that like added, didn't really too much like sew up like loose ends. It just kind of like added to it. I don't know how to explain it, but this is showing like what happens after Order 66, what happens when they become when there's now stormtroopers and no clone troopers like it it's it it just has like this bigger implication on it i think and i it's it's such worthy television and it's such worthy storytelling yeah i mean again this is a big thing in star wars was what happened to the clones you know cuz we went from episode 3 episode four and there were stormtroopers no more clones so what happened this is this is that story and i'm glad we're getting it and i'm glad the team that is telling it is able to tell it 
You know, I, I really am. Again, we talk about Filoni a lot, as we should. But the Jennifer Corbett's, the Brad Rouse, the Nathaniel Villa and the Wavers of the world, too, need to get their respect because they are doing a heck of a job directing and also writing this show. Along with Dave Filoni, but they are absolutely just doing a fantastic job of telling this story. A, a story that I think, again, a lot of us fans were, have been curious about. You know, so now the, you know, at the very end, he, we, I assume, and Andrea, I don't know if this is what you assume as well, he's back, he is on Tantus. He is, he is in that cloning facility. So I wonder if, Again, events lead to somehow Omega getting captured, getting taken, getting taken back to Tantus, and maybe Crosshair is the one that gets her out and like saves her somehow. Really like that. Didn't never even thought of that. I mean, honestly, all I ever thought about was was that Crosshair is going to be like a death trooper, a dark trooper, right? That they they have him now. They're they're pulling out samples of them. You know, he has the build, like, whatever. Like, that. that's where it went. I never even thought, like, he's going to be in the same area as Omega, potentially. So huge, huge. Yeah, it's all potential for sure. But, again, he could be, I mean, we talk about Sid maybe being the one to rat them out. Maybe it's Crosshair. Not by wanting to, but by being either tortured or something like that by this Dr. Hemlock guy. Maybe he's the one that is able to get them to track down the Bad Batch and are able to, you know, capture and take Omega. He could be, he could be part of the problem. But then, like I said, he could be part of the solution though, too. I would love it. I would love it. And maybe, again, that's where the sacrifice comes in. And maybe he has to sacrifice himself to save Omega. Because especially at the end of season one, when she gives him that little talk. You know, of that, you know, we're, you know, we're your brothers too. And all that, like, I think that meant, I think that meant something. And I think it's going to hit him now where he's at in his, you know, where he's at in his life. Because he could always count on the Bad Batch, right? He clearly can't count on the Empire at all. So I feel like all roads lead to redemption for him. And I'm okay with that. I really am. I I actually kind of hope for it at this point. I really do. I hope he gets redeemed. Is that too much to ask for, Ange? Do you think he will be? I mean, is that... I think if he if he does it it moves along well with the story showing that he came to his own realization of what's going on with the empire. If he still would have been like doing missions for them and then all of a sudden in an episode he was like, "Oh, I'm going to save Omega." It would have been weird, right? That's why I wasn't like sold on him being redeemed. But now the the how this has transpired, I'm completely about it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. 
it's I am just fascinated with does Omega get captured? Does she not get cha- captured? What do we learn about the more of the cloning stuff? Is that going to come back? Or is the Zillow Beast kind of the end of that? And we don't really hear about the Zillow Beast anymore. But obviously, maybe we'll learn about more about what the what the overall goal was. As Nalase was saying, like she knew Palpatine's ultimate goal. So are we going to learn more about that? I'm fascinated. I am. This this show continues to impress. And when they do episodes like this, it's some of the best Star Wars. Hands down. Hands down. And I agree. And again, maybe we'll talk about this more when we do Mando as well. But I do agree that at least last week, episode 11, when Mando premiered, which was still a great premiere. Again, we're, our, our Mando season... Three, episode one or chapter 17. You know, it's already out there for you guys. It was good. It was good. It was good. But Bad Batch, this episode, absolutely blew my mind to where that that was the episode I could not stop thinking about on that day. Now, that was different for the Outpost. Not that the Outpost wasn't good. But for me, Mando was just again just a smidge. Again, we'll talk about that when we do Mando when we do our next Mando recap. But the outpost was full of emotion, full of big crosshair moments, and I'm ready to see the outcome of where we go. So, and final thoughts, wrap up of these last two episodes, and any prediction? Do you have anything? I don't have any predictions. Uh, how many episodes are left, actually? So the we have 13, 14, 15, 16. Okay. So total of four left after episode 12. So four more weeks. And I, I believe... Mean, where, 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 do we get m- more Rex and Echo back? Um, does he analyze that data about like what the Empire is doing? Do they create like some sort of mission to keep that from happening is do they rescue like crosshair like all everything seems to point to tantus right kind of like in andor like everything pointed to whatever that planet was and i can't remember the name of (laughs) it but so I, i feel like that's that's where we're going which i'm cool with but i mean i just i don't need to um make any type of like i don't want to guess anymore i don't want to say oh i I, you know whatever the storytelling is great let it let it unfold i'm i'm along for the ride completely no i i agree i 100 percent agree i think again all roads do leave back to tantus i think that makes sense especially that's how we ended season one it would make sense to end season two there do you think there will be a season three? Yeah, I go again. You and I—we talked about this earlier in the season. I, I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. So we have, <clears throat> we have episodes thirteen, fourteen, and then that final week three is a twofer. So we got three more weeks, actually. So my bad. Three more weeks of this show. 
And a lot can happen in in those episodes. And whether that leads to a season three or not, I honestly, I don't know anymore. I really don't. And I'm okay with that. I really am. And I need. Do you think there needs to be some sort of like clone uprising, like clone attack on the Empire? Do you think like they need like a full on like, you know, you owe us MFs. We're going to we're going to give it to you. You know, do you I think don't know. I mean to me no. there's like it seemed maybe for a minute like when we were back on Coruscant and you saw like the clone bar and you see like them just being like pushed out and the whole thing that happened with the Senate and Rampart, you would think they would have got together and been like, Yeah, we're gonna give it to the Empire, but now it's just kind of like is that even gonna happen anymore? Cause I still think you have clones that still believe, right? I mean you had that like assassin one that was working with Rampart that was still a believer. And then we do know in Rebels, right? It's not like they don't know there are clones still out there, clearly. Yeah, because actually I was watching season two of Rebels recently and uh, Gregor, is it Gregor? And um, well, Gregor, Wolf, and then Rex, yeah. I mean, because they had comms back to the Empire. They were able to connect back with them. Like, they were still somewhat on their payroll. So it's kind of interesting. Like, do they? it's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to... I don't think there is... As much as I would love to see it, I don't think there's going to be a quote-unquote clone uprising. I think we will get... Rex and, you know, obviously the Bad Batch and then whoever trying to save as many of their brothers as they can and get them to safety somehow. I, yeah, I, and honestly, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the end game anymore. I really don't. I, I, I don't. I think, I think that's this is obviously part of the story as far as the clones game phased out and what that has done to the Bad Batch, but to specifically Crosshair, I think that's kind of been the main thing. I don't think it all it was all roads point to a big uprising because, again, you had to think about Rebels, where was I think it was Wolf was the one that reached out to Callus. So, like, they still knew that clones were still out there and whatnot, and they were still sending because... I think even in that episode, Cal said they have gotten like comms from this guy before and it's all been kind of BS, right? Right, right. So it's not like they don't know or don't, aren't aware that the clones are still around and it's not like they are, there's a total uprising where they have to like, oh, there's clones, we got to get them, right? You know, like they're not, they're not like, you know, trying not like to- they're Jedi. Yeah, and trying to find them all and, like, put them in the jail or whatever. So, I, yeah, roads don't point to an uprising. I think roads, again, roads point to Tantus. I think it's to stop the cloning, whatever they're doing. Like, to the Zillow Beast and to stop that whole research and experiment stuff. I think that's going to be the end game. That's going to be, and I think the last episode is called Order 99. I think that's going to be it. Maybe, maybe this is how Baby Yoda gets free, right? Maybe they I mean, have maybe. him right now on Tantus. Maybe. 
Because you never know. He could be. He could have been one of the assets. Because they did say assets. Listen, I'm going to still call him Baby Yoda. I mean, I say Grogu every once in a while, you know? I like Grogu, though. I like the name. I do like Grogu, too. Good stuff. I can't wait to talk about that episode. But, yeah. Um, Anything else, Ange, before we wrap it up? Anything else you want to bring up with these two episodes? Nope. I love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, again, guys, don't... If you're listening to us, obviously you you are watching Bad Batch. Tell friends. Tell your family. I mean, I have my mom watching Bad Batch. She likes it, actually. So My mom uh, was in the room when I was doing a rewatch of The Outpost, and she saw the end when uh, Crosshair shot that Lieutenant Nolan, and she was like, whoa. And I was like, I know, right? Crazy. It's deep, Deb. <laughs> it's deep. It's deep. <laughs> it's deep. But yeah, I can't wait to see where we go. I mean, we have, again, three more weeks. So that is uh, one, two more episodes for us because we've been doing them two at a time. So we're almost at an end. Almost at an end with Bad Batch. And yeah, if if we get a season three, I'm excited. If not, if they wrap it up in two seasons, that's that's fine with me too. You know, I, I like you said, I trust the writing. I trust that they are going to tell the story they want to tell. And it doesn't say, and that doesn't mean we won't see them ever again. It's just that maybe this chapter. Right. And then we can maybe see them in another show, another animation. Who knows? All right, guys, that's it. That's the show. I hope you guys enjoyed our little uh, hour-ish talk about episodes 11 and 12 of The Bad Batch. So you guys can follow us, The Galactic Podcast, at The Galactic Pod on Twitter. And we are on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify. All the major platforms. And you can follow me, Lauren Romo, on Twitter and Hive. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Step on Twitter. I love Star Wars. This is the way. We love Star Wars around This here. is the way. That was a good delivery. The that we'll talk about this on Sunday when Mando gave Bo that this is the way it it I mean she couldn't even come back with a rebuttal it was the way it was good can't wait to talk about that episode too all right guys that's it and as always may that force be with you always always, always.